Welcome to the Plot Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Cole, editor and publisher of Odessa Steps Magazine. The Plot is a co-production of Odessa Steps Magazine and the When It Was Cool Network. It's Halloween, which is a favorite time of the year at When It Was Cool, so here's a very quick, short, spooky Halloween-themed review for you. Full disclosure, I had to review this movie for the Death Valley Driver Video Review Message Board Movie Club, if that isn't a, it's a lot of initials, so I won't bother saying DVDVRMC. But anyway, so every year for Halloween and Christmas and sometimes other things, we uh, do Secret Santa. This is called Secret Satan. Um, so everyone puts the name of a movie in a hat, and you draw it out, and you've got to review it. Um, sometimes the movies are better than the others. Sometimes people don't like my picks because I tend to go funny. I've picked Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein in the past. This year I picked the great Michael Powell film Peeping Tom, a movie that was so controversial at the time that it basically got him blacklisted for the rest of his career until people like Martin Scorsese led a renaissance in the 70s and 80s, and uh, Powell is once again revered as one of British's greatest filmmakers, along with Emmert Pressburger. Uh, you know, they made The Red Shoes, Life and Times of Colonel Blimp, The Thief of Baghdad, uh, a whole bunch of other things. Look up Michael Powell, he's great. Pee Tom is a very creepy movie about a guy who is a film cameraman who is killing people and filming them at the same time. Um, it's also very famous because film critic Laura Mulvey uh, wrote an essay about it in the 70s. It's all about the male gaze and female identity. All that kind of 70s film theory stuff that you certainly did not come to this podcast to hear about. This is a long and drawn-out way of getting to talk about our movie, which we're going to be talking about here, which is what I had to review, which is the 2001 Japanese horror film by Kiyoshi Kurosawa, called Cairo, which means circuit in Japanese, but is known here as Pulse. Push the button. Ghost in the Machine has been around since at least 1949, when it was coined by Oxford philosophy professor Gilbert Ryle. It was originally meant to describe the words of alleged drinking fart, Rene Descartes, but is now usually has to do with artificial intelligence and sentience, often in a malevolent way. Or you, know, you also have things like Ghost in the Shell, and you know there are songs called Ghost in the Machine, and you often hear that about, especially in the 70s, when you first started getting uh, computer-gone-wrong films like uh, Corbin, The Colossus Project, and all sorts of the, you know, Evil Houses Take Control, you know, you've had episodes of Star Trek about this, and all kinds of those kind of things, you know. However, here, 
in this film, we are literally dealing with ghosts or some kind of supernatural force inhabiting computers and other forms of electronics. The film centers on two parallel storylines that eventually converge, you know, about uh, two-thirds of the way through the movie. One is a group of uh, students who are working at a flower nursery, and one of them has gone missing for about a week or so, and he was the one that was working on some computer stuff for the shop. So one of the girls, Mishi, goes to look for him, and she goes to his apartment and goes in and has a conversation with him about why he's been so late and everything. And then it turns around, and then she turns around, and she finally gets the disc. Uh, she sees this weird image on his computer, and then she goes around the corner and finds out he's hung himself, and he's been dead for at least a couple days, which leads you to beg the question, who exactly was she talking to? Um, in this storyline, uh, things get uh, concerned because... They find images on the computer and, you know, things on the disc. And slowly but surely, there's, uh, there's three of them left. There's two girls and a guy. And they start seeing weirder and weirder stuff. Um, the other guy, Tabe, eventually has a very creepy encounter with a ghost that involves him hiding behind a couch and eventually the ghost gets him, and then he becomes weirdly catatonic and eventually kills himself. Um, one of the other girls goes to try and find, uh, search, search him out in the room where it happened to, and then she finds a ghost. These rooms are also uh, they're being sealed off with like red electrical tape all around the doors, which is supposed to prevent... Um, them from coming through to the other side. Meanwhile, in the other plot, there's a slacker computer student named Kawashima who is an economics student and doesn't really apparently know much about these newfangled computer things. Remember, this is 2001. We'll get to some of the things about it being 2001. And he's looking up some kind of what looks like some kind of like AOL-type prodigy program for him to log into called Uranus, and while he's on there, he starts finding all these really weird websites that have all these pictures of people doing really strange things that may or may not be snuff films, can't really tell. Um, so he gets weirded out, he unplugs the computer and turns it off and goes to bed, and then wakes up in the middle of the night only to find out the computer's back on, which weirds him out. So... He goes to the computer lab at school, and he meets this girl named Harue. I apologize if that's pronounced wrong. Um, to try and figure out what the deal is. So he goes and gets some basic computer 101 from her. She's a computer science grad student. And she basically says, um, write down the address, and this is... Again, 2001, he really has no idea what a URL is or anything like that. So she says, you know, bookmark it, and if that doesn't work, take a print screen. So he goes back, and next time uh, this weird stuff happens again, so he writes it all down, and he goes back to her. 
And they're trying to figure this out. And then he meets a friend of hers who's also in the computer science department who has all these really weird theories about how the dead are coming back and they're coming through to our world through computers and the internet and all this. And then the, this is when you start seeing shadowy people around the corner. They're in a library and they're trying to find somebody who's apparently spying on them. And they run around the whole library and can't find them. And again, things get weirder. And we go back, we cut back and forth between these these two plots. Um, as we said, Tabe is the first one to go crazy. And he uh, eventually kills himself. And the next one is girl named Junko. Um, she gets trapped in a room apparently with a ghost and Michi rec- rescues her, but then she becomes weirdly catatonic. And then eventually she dies or gets turned to dust. Every- everybody keeps finding these silhouettes of ash on the wall, which I did not find this collaborate corroborated in any reviews online, but to me, I can't help but think this is reminiscent of the Hiroshima shadows that were burned into the walls during the atomic bomb. That's the first thing I thought of, and this is a Japanese film, and I can't believe that that's not somehow related. Anyway, so we go back and forth, and then um, Harue eventually gets starts getting creeped out. She finds some stuff, and she disappears. So we're down to, you know, we're about like two-thirds of the way through the film. It's only a two-hour film, thank goodness. Um, so she, so there's weirder and weirder stuff starts happening. Um, so then there's less and less people around, and it's more of these shadowy ghost things. And so she's trying to leave town. I presume this is Tokyo. I don't remember. And But she runs into... Kawasawa. Um, he gets her car working and they take off. Um, eventually, they stop. They have to get gas. And Harue shows up and she's wearing a plastic bag on her head. And this is something she had seen in one of the videos on the computer. And he's all concerned and trying to figure this out because obviously he has a crush on her. And He's trying to talk to her, and she's just having none of it, and she eventually pulls out a gun and shoots herself in front of the two of them. Then he goes to try and find gas. Uh, The gas cap falls off, and it rolls through a door that has the red tape on it, so he ends up getting harassed by a ghost. Mishi finally saves them. Uh, They escape, or so we think. They end up on a boat. Uh, So they escape presumably get away from electronics. They're eventually picked up by some sort of like ship trawler that has a bunch of the survivors. And they're, I think they're taking a boat to Central or South America to get away from the population centers and everything, presumably where there are no computers. Uh, Kurosawa has been spooked out by the whole thing. Eventually he gets dusted too. So we're just left with Mishi at the end. Um, one of the th- the themes in this film that's constant throughout that I haven't really harped on is all about being alone and loneliness and being somber and depressing. It's a very sort of late 90s, early 2000 J-horror film. It's very drab and gray. 
Um, you know, if you've seen Ringu or things like that, it's got that same kind of look to it. But all of that to say is, this is a really good movie. I'm not taking anything away from it. It's very creepy. There's hardly any gore, especially by 2023 standards. Um, there really aren't that many jump scares uh, that you'd expect from a film like this. There's a lot of teasing and shadows. It's a, Like I said, it's a very dark film. And sometimes you, you have a hard time watching what's even going on, especially when you're trying to watch stuff on 2001-era cathode ray tubes, monitors, uh, which is another one of the great things about this film is that you have the trope of things being turned off and being turned back on because they're not connected, and you see people dramatically pulling out Ethernet cables or phone lines I'm not sure, if the, I don't remember off the top of my head if this is dial-up or not. I made a joke in the notes that luckily it's going to take the ghosts a while to get here because they have to go through dial-up. They don't have broadband yet. Um, so it's certainly worth seeing. What is not worth seeing, however, is the American remake of the same name, which came out about five years later. Uh, there are a bunch of people who were attached to it over the years before it actually got made. Kurosawa was actually going to adapt it for America. Um, Wes Craven was attached for a while, and he was going to write it with Vince Gilligan, who you may remember from uh, X-Files and Millennium and all shows from the Chris Carterverse. And then it got put in development hell, and eventually it got made poorly um, they took basically this the plot of the film but not the spirit pardon the pun um, that's ours Kristen Bell um, Sam Levine who you remember from Freaks and Geeks and Ian Summerholder who you may remember from one of the guys from Lost who people thought was going to become a sex symbol, but never did, and whose career hasn't really gone anywhere, like many of the people from Lost that aren't Evangeline Lilly or Terry O'Quinn or Matthew Fox. So it's the same basic plot, but... <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. But very dumbed down in the American kind of way. There's jump scares. The plot is very simplistic. You know, they introduce a professor to explain everything. Uh, there's lots of jump scares. There's a cat, so you know there's going to be jump scares. Um, and because it's an American movie, we also get Christine or Kirsten Bell in a bathtub to draw in viewers for that. And it has a different, uh, I don't want to say happier ending, but a less bleak ending. The interesting thing, there's also a number of scenes, probably the famous scenes from the Japanese version, that get replicated because they're famous. Um, one is, spoilers, one is a woman jumping off the top of a tower in front of one of the main characters. The other is a plane crash, which is in the trailer for the American version. Watch the trailer for the American version. is in the trailer that... I don't know if it's even if it's like the same special effects shot reused or if it's a different kind of plane. But anyway, it's very bad. It's so bad that apparently when Kirsten Bell made Forgetting Sarah Marshall, there's a joke in it that references Pulse and how bad it is. So that should tell you something. So definitely stay away from that, but definitely watch uh, the Japanese version. Um... 
So thanks for listening. This is slightly shorter because we're only talking about one slash one and a half things here. So definitely, if you need something for your spooky viewing, I would recommend the original Japanese Pulse. Uh, thanks for listening. We will be back soon with some not with some quasi Halloween related content, but also possibly some wrestling content. So thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show.